2: that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself.
1: Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live
2: in infamy. A short time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy.
1: We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process.
2: Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard.
3: I shall not seek. And I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything
2: I've got. The erosion of our confidence in the future is threatening to destroy the social and the political fabric of America.
1: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Read
2: my lips. No new taxes.
1: I did not
3: have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie not a single time i can hear
2: you the rest of the world hears you and the people
4: and the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon if you got a business that you didn't build that somebody else made that happen to the american people if you like your doctor you will be able to keep your doctor period if you like your health care plan you will be able to keep your health care plan Together, we will make
5: America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make
4: America great again. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country.
0: Today is a very unique podcast. I'm creating a very unique podcast for you, which I've been thinking about for quite a while, which is the 15 presidents I have lived under. I go back a long way. I go back to Harry, actually I go back to FDR if you wanna know the truth. It's hard to believe and I'm not uh, reluctant to admit it, but I was born in 1942 when Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president and we are now living under another Democrat president called Joseph Biden, who is not really a president in any sense of the word. But I'll get to that in a while. Well, I'll get to that right now. Let me start at the beginning, which is right now. We're living with a presidency that seems to be a foreign power dominating this country rather than an actual presidency in a party of the United States of America. When you consider that this administration has permitted at least four million illegal aliens, not only permitted, but welcomed four million illegal aliens from not only South America, Central America, Africa, and the Middle East, many of whom, most of whom, almost all of whom have not been vetted for terrorist ties, for diseases, et cetera, nor for plain old criminal activities such as smuggling drugs. You realize that when they're bringing in a population larger than that of some states, we have a criminal enterprise running the country. I can't get any more clear than that. And so I can go back to the beginning and tell you that yes, we've had other presidents who were weak, like Jimmy Carter, other presidents whose loyalties were questionable such as Barack Obama, other presidents who may have been as corrupt as Joseph Biden, but never have we had a package of such evil and corruption as we currently have. Now, having said that, I'd like to tell you that my podcast called 15 Presidents I've Lived Under will be somewhat objective, but I guess it can't be objective. How do you objectively judge a president? By his domestic and worldly successes and failures, I would say, correct? You would think so. But with the very small cadre of extreme far left or Marxist light. So-called presidential historians as the only source to answer our question We really have to rely upon our own observed realities Our own we can't rely upon so-called presidential historians They're all part and parcel of the same machine. That's destroying this country They're of the far left variety the socialist variety the Marxist variety now most all Americans would say they respect and love jfk is this a product of a sort of mass hypnosis media propaganda or his actualities likewise in reverse most knowledgeable americans know that jimmy carter was an abject failure both domestically and on the international stage carter was a disaster for this country so let us begin eisenhower fdr Let's go back to the beginning. I was born in 42, so I can't tell you what it was like to live under FDR since he died in, '045, I guess, and Truman took over, the vice president, who quickly dropped two atomic bombs on Japan, killing so many innocent civilians to end the war. Was Harry Truman a great man or a devil? Would you rather that your grandfather have died fighting the Japanese in hand-to-hand combat in Japan? So before you shoot your mouth off from the left and tell me, I don't know what I'm talking about, and my perceptions are biased, think about your own biases. FDR, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. First
2: of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat
0: into advance he was a great orator a total socialist at his core i was only a baby so i really don't remember him Uh, many people consider him to be one of the greatest presidents and they're mainly liberals because he was a big government president he led the nation during world war ii considered the most tumultuous period In this nation's history since the Civil War, but and there's a lot of buts. He was um, a man who pandered to the poor Which in my case turned out to be good because my father was an immigrant. There was a Great Depression There were no jobs and he created these huge big government programs many of which still exist and my dad Had no work. He got a job through the works progress administration WPA as a driver for some State Assemblyman. I, to this day, I don't know how since he had no connections. I don't know how. But he said without him, he wouldn't have had a job. So he was beloved by ordinary citizens, but many consider him to be a traitor. He changed the American government forever. He created the safety net that became the welfare state. And in many ways, he mimicked Mussolini, by the way, in this huge centralized government. In his own hands, he controlled both the government and the Democratic Party. He broke the no third term tradition in 1940. And after he was dead, he was criticized for many things, including the incarceration of Japanese Americans in internment camps. He opposed anti-lynching legislation. He wouldn't help the Jews escape the concentration camps when they were trying to enter America. But worse than that, he tried to pack the Supreme Court. It was known as the, uh, see, that you think the Democrats today are, are screwing you around. They are. They've always been using a language to trick you. His New Deal legislation included the Judicial Procedures Reform Bill of 1937, which was really court packing. He wanted to add six justices to the Supreme Court. Can you believe this? Well, it was voted down even by Democrats. And now we hear the same things all over again. So again, he was a power-mad president who did some good and some bad. And both the good and the bad live with us today. That's FDR, who, by the way, was, I think, Obama's hero. But as you listen to this, you have to understand what you're hearing is, a, is certainly a subjective view of the president's. Because I have no other way to do it. I mean, I can give you the objective view which i'm going to try and inject and give you some key points harry truman 1945 to 1953 democrat he ended world war ii by bombing japan
2: a short time ago an american
0: airplane dropped one bomb on hiroshima and destroyed its usefulness to the enemy uh, we saw the division of germany the creation of the united nations a booming post-war economy he created the gi bill which is a phenomenal excellent bill the servicemen's readjustment act on a subjective level it was because of that that my father was able to put a down payment on a small attached house in Queens New York the house cost I think $15,000 I don't know what it cost 15 grand because of the GI Bill he was able to buy the house under Truman the North Atlantic Treaty Organization was created NATO under Truman the CIA was created Uh, On the Truman, the NSC, the National Security Council, was created. Was he a good president? Uh, Yes, I think he was an excellent president. A strong president, a smart president. I don't remember much of that because I was too young. So there's not much subjectivity or objectivity I can give you other than the objectivity I just gave you of the key points of Truman. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Why not own something that has never been valued at zero? Gold. Historically, gold is your best hedge against inflation, which is rising like a hockey stick as we speak. The smartest Americans diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, right? Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. It helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. In fact, if you have a 401k or IRA that's underperforming, you just text Savage to nine eight nine eight nine eight and convert that into an IRA in precious metals right now. So text Savage to nine eight nine eight nine eight and my friends at Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on diversifying gold tax-free. Hedge against inflation. Protect your hard earned money. Get your free info kit by texting Savage to nine eight nine eight nine eight. Do it now. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Let's go to Eisenhower. I, like Ike Buttons, were around when I was a kid. He was president from 53 to 61.
1: In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. These were the
0: greatest days in American history. Republican he ended the Korean War, so to speak. He signed an armistice. This is what he did. We saw the arrival of McCarthyism during Eisenhower, which is uh, it's necessary to mention that McCarthyism is seen as evil because they try to root out communists in government, in the media, etc., and they're now seen as evil fascists. But according to the Venona papers, which were Soviet papers published after Oh, I I think about 20 years ago. It turns out that everything that Senator McCarthy was out to do was true. The communists had, in fact, infiltrated the film business. They had, in fact, infiltrated uh, government and academia. And so, although he's roundly considered evil, he was actually quite a fine man. During Eisenhower's time, they instituted Operation Wetback, and they rounded up a million illegal Mexican immigrants and sent them home. They created the Strategic Air Command, SAC. We saw the Space Race. We saw Sputnik 1 and Sputnik 2, where the Russians launched satellites before we did Eisenhower created the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA. He served two terms. But living under Eisenhower is something you have to understand. It's not just that I was a kid. America was in its golden age. The men had come back from World War II, and almost immediately there was the Korean War. There was a booming economy, massive building of houses for the everyman. There was a chicken in every pot. Right now we have pot in every chicken. So I would say that, yes, most people would agree Eisenhower was a great president, former Supreme Allied commander. There was no hatred in the country. There was anger, of course, between races. There was a sense that there was inequality here and there. But there was no race war as we now have under Biden, who's fanning the flames of every evil known to mankind, pitting race against race, sex against sex, man against woman, woman against man, gay against straight, straight against gay. This is what Biden is doing with his gang, creating a war of hatred. So under Eisenhower, there was relative peace in the country. Was it nirvana? For some, yes. For some, it will always be hell. After Eisenhower, we had John F. Kennedy, 1961 to 1963, when he was assassinated in Dallas. Democrat, Catholic, Peace Corps, New Frontier, Bay of Pigs, Cuban Missile Crisis, Arms Race, Tax Cuts, assassinated on November 22, 1963 by Lee Harvey Oswald, served only one term, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Think about that.
2: I do not believe that any of us would exchange places with any other people or any other generation. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
0: Think about that one line, how relatively important that was. It influenced me. I was in college at the time, graduated college, I think in 63, I don't remember, somewhere around then. I remember looking at Kennedy and hearing that line, Ask not what your country could do for you, but what you could do for your country. It put some kind of solid feeling in my body that I could go forward and do something great for my nation. That's what he did. Now, compare that to the thing we have in the White House now, where every word out of his mouth is about division and hatred. No inspiration whatsoever. The only thing they teach in schools now under Biden is a sex change operation is the norm. Get a sex change operation and you'll be happy. Lyndon B. Johnson, 63 to 69, old LBJ, Democrat, very far left, Civil Rights Act of 1964, Voting Rights Act of 1965, affirmative action, a curse upon mankind, the Gulf of Tonkin, the Vietnam War, which, by the way, began on the JFK, the War on Poverty, the Great Society, Medicare, Medicaid, and during this time, the counterculture arose, LBJ. Now, he served two terms, and when she said, I shall not seek, nor will I accept a nomination for the president, he had had enough. It was over. I
3: shall not seek, and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. But let men everywhere know, however, that a strong and a confident and a vigilant America stands ready tonight to seek an honorable peace and stands ready tonight to defend an honored cause whatever the price whatever the burden whatever the sacrifice that duty may
0: require. The Savage Nation It's Savage On Demand. After LBJ, we had Richard Nixon, 1969 to 74. He was actually a great president, but because of the vermin in the media and because of distortions created by vermin who call themselves presidential historians who really are nothing but Stalinist hacks.
3: And I want to say this to the television audience. I made my mistakes, but in all of my years of public life, I have never profited never profited from public service i've earned every cent and in all of my years of public life i have never obstructed justice and i think too that i can say that in my years of public life that i welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president's a crook well i'm not a crook i've earned everything i've got
5: richard
0: nixon was a great president he got us out of vietnam he ended the vietnam war evacuating the last uh, Americans on April 29 1975. During his term, we came to see Henry Kissinger, who some consider a devil, some consider a great man. Nixon resigned from office in 1974 following the Watergate scandal. He served two terms.
3: I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour in this office.
0: A filler for him, a filler in place, was Gerald Ford, who was basically just a silent man, like a pocketbook carrier for a dominant wife. Gerald Ford was kind of a a doofus, served one term. No one remembers him. All we remember is the Helsinki Accords, and no one knows what they were. All we remember of Gerald Ford is he tripped on the steps going up and down Air Force One. Then after him came the greatest disaster in the American presidency before Biden, and that was Jimmy Carter. 77 to 81.
2: It is a crisis
0: of confidence.
2: It is a crisis that strikes at the very heart and soul and spirit of our national will. We can see this crisis in the growing doubt about the meaning of our own lives and in the loss of a unity of purpose for our nation. The erosion of our confidence in the future is threatening to destroy the social and the political fabric
0: of America. Democrat, rising inflation, oil crisis, Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, the Iranian hostage crisis served one term, a disaster. They threw him out and we got a conservative president, Republican Ronald Reagan, 81 to 89, served two full terms. Virtually everyone loved Ronald Reagan. Even those who hated him loved him. He reduced the size of the government. He cut taxes. He shrunk the federal budget. He gave us supply-side economics on the Milton Friedman. He increased military spending to rebuild the military that had been decimated. He did increase the national debt to a great extent. He did create friendly relations with the Soviet Union.
1: There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dram- dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev If you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. He was a great president
0: by any objective analysis after him we had george bush won 1989
2: to 1993. read my lips no new taxes i will keep america moving forward always forward for a better america for an endless enduring dream and a thousand points of life this is my mission And I will complete it.
0: Republican gave us the Persian Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm. No one even knows why we went to war. Well, in a way, you can say you know why we went to war. To take out Saddam Hussein, who had invaded Kuwait and was committing atrocities. Bush, one, was a liberal Republican who created a liberal thing called the ADA, the American with Disabilities Act, which was an act of good intentions, but has now turned into a machine that cannot be controlled. Following him came another questionable president, Bill Clinton. No matter what Bill Clinton did, he'll be remembered for the sex escapades in the Oval Office. I did not have sex with that woman, the purple stain.
3: But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations
0: are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Democrat gave us NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which some knew would result in the flood of drugs into the country, and called it the North American Free Trafficking Agreement. He was impeached on charges of perjury, second president to be impeached, not removed from office, served two terms. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. He did favor minorities and women in a way, and that was, of course, to maintain his popularity. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Following Clinton, we got George W. Bush. That's Bush two oh one to 09, served two terms, Republican. We saw the World Trade Center attack September eleventh, two 2001.
2: I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I can hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people
3: and the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us.
0: Soon. He started the war in Afghanistan. He started the war in Iraq. He did capture Saddam Hussein and use him as a scapegoat. We know all of that. What more can you say about George W. Bush? Not much. Following him came the great heist of the nation by Barack Obama, a very questionable man. I'm going to look for a summary of what he did. Most people, and Obama himself, seem to think nobody will remember he grabbed almost a trillion dollars for stimulus spending. He created virtually zero private sector jobs with it. He allowed a great deal of the money to vanish into thin air, and spent the rest of his presidency complaining that he needed hundreds of billions more to repair roads and bridges. Under Obama, we saw Operation Fast and Furious. What was that about? During this operation, the Obama administration had an insane program to use American gun dealers and straw purchasers to arm Mexican drug lords, and that's a scandal with a huge body count, prominently including Border Patrol agent Brian Terry and Immigration and Customs Enforcement agent Jamie Zapata, plus hundreds of Mexican citizens who were killed as a result. That was a great scandal, Operation Fast and Furious. Under Obama, we had the IRS scandal, the selective targeting of conservative groups by a politicized internal revenue service. And it was a scandal grenade that Democrats and their media pals managed to smother, even though the story began with the IRS admitting that they targeted conservatives, which is going on again now under uh, Biden. Then there was the Iran nuclear deal under Obama. And a ransom payment. Everything about Obama's dealings with Iran has been scandalous, beginning with his silence while the Green Revolution was brutally put down by the mullahs in 2009. The Iran nuclear deal was pushed with lies and media manipulation. The infamous pallet of cash that was a ransom and called not a ransom is really symbolic of Obama's mendacity and his penchant for breaking the rules when he thought following them would be too much trouble. There's so much more I can tell you about it. I'll give you one last little point of Obama that I remember very clearly. We had the most advanced drone in the world. Obama literally sent a drone to Iran, and it landed unscathed, without a scratch, for them to reverse-engineer. You don't know this, but that's why Iran is one of the leaders in drone technology today. Then under Obama, Benghazi. A Senate Intelligence Committee report concluded that the attacks were preventable based on extensive intelligence reporting on the terrorist activity in Libya. The CIA warned weeks before the attacks that Islamist militias were building a presence in Megazi and the U.S. facilities lacked adequate defense. And yet, the embassy was overrun. No president encouraged racial polarization more so than Barack Obama. He had a great opportunity to encourage racial reconciliation. Instead, America's first half black president took us in exactly the opposite direction and tried to create as much friction and racial polarization as possible. Then, of course, we can't forget Obamacare. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor.
4: To the American people, if you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, You'll be able to keep your health care plan, period.
0: How'd that work out? We now have managed care, which is wonderful for illegal aliens uh, from another country. Not so wonderful for those of us who pay the costs. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. We then go to Donald Trump and Joe Biden.
5: It's time to remember that old wisdom our soldiers will never forget that whether we are black or brown or white, we all bleed the same red blood of patriots. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. And your courage and goodness and love will forever guide us along the way. Together, we will make america strong again we will make america wealthy again we will make america proud again we will make america safe again and yes together we will make america great again i
0: realize this will be seen as bias because i think donald trump is one of the greatest presidents in american history why do i say that lowest unemployment in 50 years You want to hear objectivity? The U.S. hit 3.5% unemployment, the lowest in 50 years. Black, Latino, and Asian American unemployment was the lowest on record. Poverty hit a record low, both for minorities and for Americans in general, under Donald Trump, hated by the vermin in the media. He defeated ISIS in an accord with Russia using the U.S. Air Force combined with the Russian Air Force, and finally wiped ISIS off the map, which had been encouraged under Obama. The U.S. smashed the so-called Islamic State and killed its leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. You hear this? Trump suppressed the terror threat greatly. Again, attacked for that by the upside-down world called the media. He had a diplomatic opening with North Korea. Trump brought the U.S. back from the brink of war with North Korea, meeting with Kim Jong-un, and laying the foundation for negotiations toward the complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula. His greatest achievement was peace in the Middle East. How in the world can you people not understand that the Abraham Accords brought Arab and Jew together? Trump moved our embassy to Jerusalem, recognized Israeli sovereignty in the Golan Heights, ended the Iran deal, and killed Qasem Soleimani. He forged peace between Israel and Arab states and kept us out of war. How can you not see that this was a good thing? How can you be so blind in your hatred To not see this was one of the greatest achievements of any president. Trump created the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, USMCA, a free trade agreement with stronger protections for American workers than NAFTA, which had encouraged jobs to leave the country. Trump stood up to China. He stood up to them on trade, on opioids, and on foreign policy. And on those issues, by the way, President Trump was the first in 50 years to stand up to China's ambition to dominate the U.S. economy and the world. He also slowed the coronavirus. He gave us the China travel ban, which stopped the Chinese from coming in with the disease. A stronger military and space force. He rebuilt the military. He put pride back in the military. Trump restored U.S. dominance by rebuilding the military. He created a new branch of the armed forces, the Space Force. And he relaunched Operation Warp Speed to deliver a coronavirus vaccine, which is considered to be controversial today amongst many and although it's a lifesaver for many they don't give him any credit they make believe that biden created the vaccine now his criminal justice bill i don't agree with the first step act formerly known as the formerly incarcerated reenter society transformed safely transitioning every person act what nonsense was a bipartisan criminal justice bill passed by the 115th congress and signed by president donald trump december of 2018 the act enacted several changes in u.s federal criminal law aimed at reforming federal prisons and sentencing laws in order to reduce recidivism decreasing the federal inmate population and maintaining public safety i don't think it worked out very well then there was january 6 2021 following then u.s president trump's defeat in the 2020 election A mob of his supporters attacked the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., that sought to keep Trump in power by preventing a joint session of Congress from counting the electoral college votes to formalize the victory of President-elect Joe Biden. That is a black eye that will always be remembered about Donald Trump. We now have Joseph Biden, who has given us the worst border crisis in American history. He has literally melted down our border with Mexico, 4 million illegal aliens have not only come in, but have been been invited in. That's larger than some states. Diseased, many of them. Criminals, many of them. Drug carriers, many of them. Take a look at them. Husky young men looking like gang members. Let us not forget what Biden did in Afghanistan. A shamble of withdrawal from Afghanistan. One of the low points of his presidency and one of the lowest points of American foreign policy since the fall of Saigon at the end of the Vietnam War. He left $175 billion of military equipment, picked up by Islamic radicals. The Biden administration assured the country that the withdrawal would be orderly, and the Afghanistan government was stable upon America's departure. Massive failure of intelligence since the Afghanistan government collapsed and the Taliban took over the country in just a few weeks. He abandoned our Afghani partners, He gave equipment to the Taliban and other Islamic radicals, American equipment. They're now wearing American uniforms and driving around in American Humvees. Biden took us back to energy dependence. In 2018, during Donald Trump's presidency, the United States became a net exporter of oil for the first time in 75 years. We're actually exporting oil technological innovations alongside the Trump administration's policies to open up more opportunities for drilling, while limiting regulations dramatically boosted American energy independence and global influence on energy issues. But the psychos in the Biden administration took away this strategy. Instead, these sickos encouraged an increase in green energy at the expense of fossil fuels and good, clean nuclear energy. These renewable energy zealots are a long way from meeting global energy needs and Biden put more regulatory burdens on the oil and natural gas industry, slowing its production considerably. Most importantly and dramatically, the nutcases in the Biden administration shut down the Keystone XL pipeline project to move oil from Canada to the United States while effectively greenlighting financing of Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline to carry natural gas to Germany. There's much more that I could say about Joe Biden, and, and I will do so when I continue right here on the Michael Savage podcast called Fifteen Presidents. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. We continue our look at Fifteen Presidents by looking at the disaster of the Joe Biden presidency. And when you think we're only halfway through this disaster where our country is facing an existential threat where an enemy within has finally shown its face and it's nakedly saying it wants to destroy and intimidate its way into a transformed state and nation, a transformed nation that we cannot recognize. It is a radical vigilante woke mob that knocks down and steamrolls anything and anyone that gets in their way. They attack the American way in a clear and intensifying manner. They stifle dissent, They, using the FBI as a personal Gestapo. They publicly shame parents who stand up to the perverse agendas of the radical perverse left. They encourage the violence of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They pervert and distort the realities of our great history, not only tearing down monuments and buildings, but tearing down the American spirit itself. The Biden administration encourages the mobs of wokesters to go after the family unit, go after parental rights, go after traditional moral values, tear down the meaning of the church, tear down fact-based education. We're all watching as this evil group tries to brainwash our young babies into thinking we live in an evil, racist, irredeemable nation. They denied science and data. They say that a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy if they say they are such. They trample over personal liberties that are enshrined in the Constitution, throwing teachers out of jobs who refuse to bend their knee to their perverse agenda. They take to the streets like criminals, burning, looting, and destroying everything in sight, while being told, while we are told by the vermin in the media that these are mostly peaceful and passionate protests. We see big tech moguls in Silicon Valley as the only arbiters of truth, deciding who gets to speak and who gets silenced through the digital public squares that they own. We watch the legacy media muffle legitimately verifiable news stories that do not align with their preferred narrative, only to see the truth seep out months later at a more politically expedient time. The enemy within has taken over media, corporate boards, professional sports, foundations, professional institutions. They have steamrolled and left no corner of our lives untouched. So what can we do? What can we do? The first thing to do is have knowledge of what the enemy within is doing to us. Only by knowing what they're doing to us can we stand up to defeat their, their false pretenses and predetermined narratives and false promises? And that is why I am telling you, we must know more about Biden than we already know. The security at the southern border is an ongoing disaster, given almost no coverage by the worthless stooges in the legacy media. The Jake Tappers, the Wolf Blitzers, They are nothing but mouthpieces for a Stalinist regime. The massive spike in border crossings initially excused by the Biden allies in the media as a seasonal problem. Yeah, well, it was really seasonal. It was called open borders season. Since Biden took office, four million migrants, so-called, have crossed the border illegally. The highest ever in American history. And the problem isn't abating. Our border patrol agents are made into dummies. They're made into the enemy of America instead of the guardians of America. There is so much more that I can tell you about Biden. We've touched on most of it, haven't we? The border crisis, the Afghanistan withdrawal, return to energy dependence the authoritarian COVID-19 mandates where he tried to force private employers and other organizations with over 100 more employees to enforce a vaccine mandate, despite saying that he didn't think it was exactly constitutional. This liar, this liar tried to turn us all into guinea pigs for this unproven vaccine, not really tested except on a massive population. And we still do not know what the long-term effects of this vaccine are. I'll go into that at another time. Also under Joseph Biden, a crime surge, an explosion of violent crime since the summer of 2020. This trend was exacerbated by the Democrat-controlled media, tied in with the, quote, defund the police movement. In fact, because many Democrat-run cities made good on this slogan by defunding their police departments and stemming the use of proactive policing— The criminals are running wild in the streets. Rapes, murders, beatings, robberies, break-ins. Cities that defunded police agencies make the list of places with the largest increases in violent crime. Now all of a sudden these so-called city leaders are changing their tune and restoring police funding after much of the damage has been done. But it will never be good again. Because not only have the police been defunded, they have been demoralized. They've been turned into the bad guys instead of the good guys. How many times over the years did I tell you that the thin blue line was the only thing standing between us in total and absolute anarchy? I was right. Then there's the economy, stupid. Rising inflation. Biden said inflation would be a temporary problem This his administration had a handle on. Here's what he said. I want to be clear. My administration understands that were we ever to experience unchecked inflation in the long term, that would pose a real challenge for our economy. That's what the liar said. Right now, we have unchecked inflation. And they can't control it because they're printing money and they're spending money on a foreign war that nobody voted for. He dragged us into a war against Russia, a proxy war against Russia. We all want to see poor little Ukraine survive. We all don't like the evil wolf or the big bear of Russia. But putting aside what we like and don't like, it's not our business. Putting aside the fact that he's sending our military equipment and billions and billions of our money, billions and billions of our tax dollars to Ukraine. How much of it is being tracked? How do you know how much of this money isn't going into the pockets of the corrupt officials in Ukraine? How much of it is being kicked back to Democrat officials in America? Do we know? But worst of all, Biden attacked Trump supporters not just a few weeks ago. He called those of us who support Donald Trump a threat to democracy.
4: Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country.
0: He used U.S. Marines as political props during a September 1 Mussolini speech in Philadelphia. President said, we're not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. There are far more Americans from every background belief who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Biden. Most Americans accept the MAGA ideology. What does it really stand for? It stands for America first. That's not a good thing, Biden. It stands for borders, language, and culture. That's not American, Mr. Biden. Which side are you on, Mr. Biden? Mr. Biden. It's difficult to summarize a podcast such as this because it contains such a broad sweep of history from FDR to Biden. But I think I'll read you a paragraph from the revised edition or the paperback edition of Trump's war, which I published in 2017. It's worth noting that some of us can see around the corner and around the bend. Here's what I said. We have many major battles ahead. If the Democrats are successful in gaining a majority in the House this November remember this was in 2017 they will vote for impeachment even without a single Republican vote then they'll reverse every one of Trump's policy gains. I concluded by saying we must be prepared for the fight of our lives. Despite all the president's achievements, the media will take every opportunity to rally our enemies and even confuse Trump's supporters into thinking his presidency has failed. And while no single fake news story will defeat us, the cumulative effects of media hysteria against Trump may prove to be fatal. I can leave it at that, and I think I will. Some of us can see the future. Some of us can see around corners. I hope you understand. I'm one of those i'm michael savage thanks for listening share it with 10 others well thank you very much for listening to today's podcast i hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it we have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free you can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time and remember this if you want to listen to my podcast ad free Sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.